unless you hate your father and your mother, you cannot be my disciple. That's what Jesus says, Luke 14. That's what we're talking about, YouTube theologians, on the Sunday drive home, which is Tuesday. But who's counting, really? I mean, let no one judge you for days and Sabbaths and moons. That's what I say. Uh, this, is a, this is a hard word from Jesus. It's, and in fact, it seems even harder because the crowds are following him and he turns around to look at them. Like, what are you guys doing? You're following me? Do you know what that means? Unless you hate your father and mother, unless you hate your wife and children, unless you hate your brothers and sisters, unless you hate your very life, you can't follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. No one builds a, a, a tower without counting the cost. No king goes to war without counting the cost. So it is that you have to, how does he say it, forsake all? What does that mean? And isn't it a contradiction? Because Jesus is the one who says, love your neighbors yourself. Jesus is the one who invented the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. How can you both honor and hate at the same time? Is this a Bible contradiction? I think the best way to think of it is this way. Most of the time, God be praised. Honoring our father and our mother and following Jesus don't contradict each other. In fact, I would say that most of the time they go together. <laughs> most of the time, loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and loving your neighbors yourself go together. Most of the time, being alive and serving God go together. But not always. There are times when, for whatever reason, there's a line drawn. The and becomes an or. <laughs> I mean, most of the time, it's God and family and God and life and God and whatever, but sometimes it's God or. And the example, I think the best example is Perpetua. Remember her? She was martyr when 304, I can't remember these dates, 304 in Carthage, is that right? Someone will correct me in the comments from looking at a previous video I've done of Perpetua she wrote her she had a journal and she wrote of her own martyrdom it's a wild kind of story with all these dreams but at the beginning her she was remember she was had a baby she was nursing and her father would bring the baby to her in prison and her dad was trying to talk her out of this. You know, what is all this Christian nonsense? Just renounce Jesus and come home. Don't you love your mom and your dad? Me, your dad? Don't you love this, your baby? It doesn't say anything about her husband, so maybe he had died. She was a widow. Don't you love... Her brother was in prison with her. Her handmaid was in prison with her. Felicitas. Don't you love us? And in a situation like that, the love for Jesus and the following of Jesus and the love for her mom and dad are now in conflict with one another. The, the following of Jesus and the love for her baby are in conflict with one another. And Perpetua, well, she points to like a picture in the floor, on the in the corner or whatever. And she says to her dad, 
Dad, is, do, do you see that picture? Yeah. He says, can you call it anything but a picture? He says, no, it's a picture. It's what it is. And, Perpetu and Perpetua says, no, then neither can you call me anything than what I am. I am a Christian. I am a Christian. And that's the cost. If it's a question between family and Jesus, I'm a Christian. If it's a question between suffering and Jesus, I'm a Christian. If there's a question between life and Jesus, I'm a Christian. I was reading through this book of the stories of the martyrs, and that comes up over and over again the the martyrs would say this <laughs> there's one what was his name and the proconsul calls him up there I don't know maybe his name is Cyprus or something and the proconsul says what's your name and he says my first and best name is this Christian <laughs> but if you want to know my name before the world it's Cyprus or whatever it was <laughs> that's our that's our identity. Now that's something for us YouTube theologians to think about when especially when all this cultural swirl of questions about identity is going on all around us. Then we can think about our identity as Christians and what that means that we belong to Christ. So Luther teaches us to sing, take they our life, goods, fame, child, wife, let these all be gone. They yet have nothing won. The kingdom ours remaineth. That was, we were talking about that in Sunday school, and that hymn was a lot easier to sing when I was in college. Goods, fame, child, and why? What's that? <laughs> Never, there's not much to take there. <sighs> this, this counting the cost. This being unwilling to commit idolatry to preserve our own life. This is what accounts for the Christian saltiness. Jesus goes on to say, he talk about it. What, what good is salt if you, if it loses its taste for the dung pile, for the ground? You just throw it out. Now, so the Christian saltiness consists of this: is that we're not afraid to suffer and die for the sake of Jesus. We have something worth dying for. And that's different. It drives us. There's a hopefulness to the Christian life. There's a confidence that this life is not all that there is, that on the other side of death is life eternal, that on the other side of, 
uh, of the grave is the face of Jesus. On the on the other side of the tomb is the is the choir of angels. That, that, that there's more to come. So the worst thing is the best thing. Uh, to live is Christ. To die is gain. So what can you do to the Christian? The Christian is free beyond political coercion, which is one of the reasons why it's so important for the Christian to know that our obedience to the government, insofar as it does not conflict with our obedience to God, is given freely as obedience to God. It's not something that's coerced from us because there is no coercion with the Christian. How are you going to coerce me to do something that God has not commanded me to do? You know, how are you going to threaten me? What, what will you threaten me with? I fear the Lord and the Lord alone. So the, so the Christian, it's just an amazing thing, is, uh, is always a threat to those who would claim to be God, who would claim to have power over us. We, we serve the Lord alone. But the Christian is never a threat at least to those who would do good. Because we have the command from our king to submit to those in authority. You see? That, this, that's the salt. I mean, it's part of the salt. And I think that's the, I think that's the line that Jesus is drawing. When he says, if, you, if you're gonna come after me, you gotta hate your father and mother. It's not a... Perpetua didn't hate her father. Perpetua didn't hate her mother. She didn't hate her... her child, her nursing baby. She loved them. She had deep and profound affection for them. But she was unwilling to renounce Jesus because of her affection for her parents and her children. Now, it's, it's not all the time that the Lord asks us to pay this particular price. But it's good for us to think on these words in case the day would come. So that we can, so that these words can kind of sturdy us up. Remind us what we're supposed to do when the, when the pressure's on. So, so can we remember this? That we're Christians. That means that, that the Son of God has died for our sins. That means that heaven is open. That means that we have eternal life. It means that we are set free from the fear of death. It means that, that on the last day, we will be raised to life eternal. We're Christians. That means we belong to Christ and Christ belongs to us. And his life and his spirit and his joy and peace, they also are, are ours. <laughs> that is good news. God be praised. That's a Sunday drive home. Which you never know if it'll come on Sunday, by the way. So that's why, oh, if you like this video, by the way, I think you'll like this one. I'm supposed to do this at the end. This is a YouTube thing. You'll like this video. Uh, where there's some more theology.
You can go down the rabbit trail of YouTube theologians. <laughs> Who knows where, where you'll end. So click on that and see what, what theological adventures await.